This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Well, hi there, it's Tim, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Blind Like Me. We have a very special show for you this week. We meet up with two brothers who started a clothing company with all proceeds going to help cure blindness. They were actually featured on the Ellen DeGeneres Show. Our next guests are two brothers who were diagnosed with an eye disease that causes blindness over time. Instead of letting their diagnosis set them back, it became their mission to help others. Last year, they launched a clothing line where 100% of the profits goes towards finding a cure. From New York City, please welcome Bradford and Brian Manning. Brian and Brad, join us on the podcast. Welcome, guys. Well, thanks so much. We're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Well, tell me, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Brian first because you're on my screen first. Uh, tell us a little bit about Two Blind Brothers. Whoa, I, I get to go first. Usually Brad jumps over the top of me <laughs> and just forces himself into the first question. Oh, I don't, I wasn't prepared for this at all. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> um, so Brad and I have a retinal eye disease called Stargardt's disease. And, and what Stargardt's is for anybody out there who maybe doesn't know, it's a uh, juvenile form of macular degeneration. And basically you lose your center vision over time, but you keep a lot of your peripheral vision. So, mm-hmm. you know, walking around, you know, any detail work, recognizing faces, reading small print, really, really tough, but kind of getting around the world, you're, we're, we're pretty adept. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we lived our lives like this. I was diagnosed at five. Brad was diagnosed at about seven years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, about six years ago, actually, our, our, I found out our five-year company birthday is in like a month. Uh, but six years ago, Brad and I were shopping at a Bloomingdale's of all places. I'd moved to New York and Brad said I dressed terribly and he wouldn't be seen with me in the <laughs> outfits that I chose to wear, uh, as any kind, loving brother would do. Nice. And yeah. He's he's a really good guy. Once he gets, were you the, uh, were, you the uh, were you the socks and sandals kind of guy? I you know I wasn't all the way to the Tevas quite <laughs> yet, but I would say that uh, I was still in the phase of dressing, which is very faux pas in New York, where clothes were not tight on me; they were uh, very loose fitting. I see. Uh, I I grew up as a husky kid, so <laughs> tight things were never a friendly uh, adaptation. Um, and so Brad and I were shopping at this Bloomingdale's and if you've ever shopped with somebody who's blind or visually impaired, mm-hmm. uh, we lose each other. It's right. just, we can't keep, we can't keep track. And we actually also feel all of the clothes because looking at the sizes, the labels, the prices, all of it is just a pain in the butt. Like it right. just takes forever. So we feel for quality first. And on this fateful day, about 45 minutes later, Brad and I had walked out of Bloomingdale's buying the exact same shirt. Wow. And we, you know, we played a game of rock, paper, scissors. I I had to return the shirt. Uh, But what we kind of struck upon this fascinating concept of like, well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's this idea of exploring the world through your hands that we care more about touch and feel. Mm -hmm. And we were also just so excited at that time about the medical revolution in the eye space that's going on today. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we kind of 
long and short of it, uh, struck upon our idea to start our clothing brand, Two Blind Brothers, where our mission was to donate 100% of our profits to retinal researchers mm -hmm. and to make the best fitting, feeling clothing on the planet. All right, Brad, I'm going to get you to pick up from there. He always takes all the good stuff and leaves <laughs> me with absolutely nothing. But um, <laughs> I think I'll just mention that one of the great gifts of this project has been the community piece. When we really started it, you know, as Brian was saying, it was really for fun and to do something nice for the foundation fighting blindness. But as a consumer brand, as we sort of naively um, um, didn't anticipate is that with all the social advertising and the publicity, a lot of folks who kind of shared a similar experience to us would be finding us. And mm -hmm. Um, that includes the individuals, the families, and the organizations. And it's really, that has driven a lot of the purpose behind this project now because it, it's given Brian and I a platform and a voice in, into the community at some level. And um, it's, been, it's been a very special part of our lives. So let's talk about uh, how you guys came up with the idea for the, first of all, for the clothing company. Where did that start from after the Bloomingdale's thing? Well, we were really lucky because being in New York City, we had a lot of friends that worked in fashion. Uh, we had one friend in particular who was a consultant for designers. And if you know, if you get to know Brian and I, you know, clothing designer is not the first word, mm -hmm. first two words that would come to mind. Um, but we had some great support. Um, uh, um, Brian's wife, Court, worked uh, for a, a major luxury brand. She was extremely helpful. And just relying on on friends, another friend Miranda, who um, was a designer for for another um, big company. So we actually leveraged the help of a lot of friends. And and actually, what you come to find out is, um, you know, it, it's really not rocket science. You find kind of an item or you know a piece of apparel that you love. Mm -hmm. You bring it to your production partner, and you say. We love this, but we want to change this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And uh, next thing you know, you, you have a sample. So with that kind of process, we, we were off to the races. And what did you want to, what was your goal for creating this clothing company? Like, what did you guys want to do that was different than any other clothing company? It, frankly, we started this with no aspirations whatsoever to be a business. Mm -hmm. You know, this was just meant to be a fun nights and weekends project. You know, we were going to get educated on how you maybe would spin up an e-commerce brand because it was the hot thing everyone was talking about. But we both had other careers that we really enjoyed. So we really set out just to make some, make a few hundred shirts, make a website, try and sell them, try and raise some awareness. Mm -hmm. And what actually happened was we were trying to get our friends and family to buy shirts, which I would never wish upon anyone. That, <laughs> that was a, let's, let's just say a lot of people don't talk to me anymore. Right. Uh, but uh, it's, I, I don't, I don't I feel, I feel bad for every girl scout across the country. Yeah. Um, but so we were, um, but we had a, a friend who was a Starbucks barista by day and videographer by night, kind of a poor man's Batman mm -hmm. uh, named Peter Rossler. And he was like, hey, guys, we could film a cool brand video. And we're like, oh, I'm sure it sounds great. So like, I, yeah, we did it. We filmed it in the day. And he a couple, you know, two weeks later sent us over this three and a half minute clip that was just awesome. It mm -hmm. like talked about being brothers. It talked about kind of uh, our mission to cure blindness, talked about, you know, have, having a visual impairment. Mm -hmm. And it talked about how we were going to like help use this shirt to help all of that. Mm -hmm. And we put it out on social with, you know, kind of, we made a Facebook page and put it out and just 
the most incredible thing happened. It just went viral. Really? It, we just, yeah, we just had, you know, hundred, you know, in the first like day or two, there was hundreds of thousands of views on it. And we just, it just started catapulting our brand up into a place that we didn't know. And it was so cool because it would be a lot of people like, Hey, I think this is what aunt Susie has mm -hmm. or, Oh yeah. My cousin had this, or I, I went to school with somebody like this. Cause when you think that there's 11 million folks in this country with a retinal eye disease, mm -hmm. that's a lot of best friends. That's mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. of cousins. That's yep. a lot of sisters. And I, and we just were the really, really fortunate to be able to kind of tap into this just incredible group of people. That's awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, life for you guys uh, as brothers who are both, you know, blind. Um, how was, you said you had uh, alternate careers before you did the whole, uh, you know, clothing thing. Uh, so what were your, what are your other careers? So I worked for a, um, a, a small private equity uh, company and Brian did sales for a data company mm -hmm. um, selling software to community banks. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of that, that that's what we were sort of settled into. Mm -hmm. What was life growing up uh, like for you guys? Um, well, I, I would say that we were very, very lucky because we had kind of one of the most important ingredients, which were great parents. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we've learned from being able to connect with a lot of families and a lot of individuals is, you know, the, the vision impairment and vision loss isn't as detrimental as, as the potential psychological impairment of feeling like you're not good enough or you can't compete. And our, our parents really kind of never let that idea come into our minds. We were always held to an incredibly high standard it, it was like almost like a non sequitur to mention our vision impairment in the context of anything that we were doing mm -hmm. and um you know but with with the caveat that you know there are a lot of tough moments and one of the things we've come to appreciate is that people are on different moments in their journey you know, someone who's immediately finds out that they're going to lose their eyesight or, or, or has that first terrible moment in a social situation, you know, they, they certainly want to have the instinct to avoid and isolate themselves. And then you meet people who have full acceptance, full vulnerability, full authenticity of who they are. And, and we, we went through that entire process. We had plenty of moments growing up in school where, you know, it was tough or you got picked on or you failed at something. Mm -hmm. um, but with, with, the, with the good foundation, we were able to come out the other side. Now, Brian, you were saying that you went for a run uh, prior to us uh, this morning. So uh, you obviously have enough vision. You can do that. Yeah, no, I, I have enough vision. There's a there's a great kind of trail near my house that you know is is built for uh, is kind of like a bike path, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. Except like Bird Scooter or whatever the scooter company is are the bane of my existence because they're just like <laughs> strewn about. And today today I was about uh, six inches from what can only be described as a very comical tumble. Oh my god! Uh, but but so yeah, we have enough functional vision to to, to do that, to go for me to go for a run. But if, you know, mm -hmm. if I, you know, if I met you yesterday and you walked by me today, I would just have absolutely no idea who you were until we started chatting. Right. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you were mentioning, uh, Brad, you were mentioning a little bit about school and, and maybe Brian, you can pick up on this. Uh, what was school like for you guys? Obviously being brothers, uh, you were, you're close in age. So you would have been in school kind of close around the same age together. What was that like? 
Yeah, school, school, school was really interesting because it, it, it presented, you know, different challenges at different times, uh, especially with a degenerative eye disease like Stargardt's. You know, going into my freshman year of high school, I could see uh, enough to read 12 point font for a page or two. But mm-hmm. by the end of high school, that was gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in technology at that time, unlike now, mm-hmm. my best technological tool through elementary, middle and high school was a pocket magnifier that I would read textbooks one word at a time. Oh, I've been, been there. Know that page. <laughs> oof, <laughs> I, you know, nothing like cramming for for ap econ in senior year of high school one single word at a time let's just say you you had to be diligent Mm -hmm. um but and and you know and so school presented a lot of challenges but the thing that we were really fortunate in is our our parents as brad said earlier always made visual impairment be the back seat in education hey did you fail that math test because you can, you'd be like, yeah, I couldn't see. And they'd be like, okay, no problem. What we're going to do, we're going to go to the school. We're going to figure out where you have to sit. Then we're going to talk to your teacher. Then we're going to have them write in five different colored chalks. We're all, we're doing this on Saturday mm-hmm. and we're going to get you a better textbook and we're, we're going to do all this. Or Brian, did you not do well on the test? Cause you didn't study. For the <laughs> test? Uh, and, and what was the percentage I'm, that you just didn't study? Well, I mean, you know, it's really debatable. I would, you know, it's real. It's a real, you know, I never was good at math. So that's a tough problem. There you go. Uh, no, but but that was the case. And they, you know, that was always their assumption that if, if you have the ability to, you can find a way to. So mm. that was always academically what we were, what we were fighting towards. And and we feel very fortunate to have parents who were so, uh, so diligent to push. I like how you guys have put a lot of emphasis on your parents. I think that is, uh, that's amazing. And that's, uh, uh, you know, if I look back in my in my life, my parents were the same thing. So it was the, you know, we're going to treat you as a normal kid, and we're gonna and we're gonna push you through, and uh, you know, you're going to come out as a as a great adult on the other side, right? Don't let the don't let the disability be a crutch, uh, because there are great things out there, and I think that's a lot of things. I think a lot of people need to hear that. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who are losing their vision or have lost their vision, and and you know, they're they're just not they're not whole anymore. Uh, and I think what you guys are doing is amazing and, and you can hear the positivity uh, from both of you that you've had great support from not only your parents, but your friends as well. Sports is a big thing for high school. Were you guys involved in high school sports, college sports at all or not? Yeah, I was. I, so I was a swimmer. Um, right. I was a swimmer for most of my, most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, still am, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I, I swam for our high school team. You know, I had enough vision to, uh, see that big black line at the bottom of the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, it, and it was always very important. I think it gave us a lot of confidence. I think it was an important part of our, our development. And, you know, Brian and I probably were never going to be, you know, uh, star baseball players, but, uh, <laughs> but we, de- we definitely enjoyed competition and enjoyed sports. Excellent. Um, I, you guys were talking, or Brian, you were talking a little bit about technology, uh, how life has changed uh, from the magnifying glass. So let's talk for both of you, uh, and I'll let Brad talk first. What technology are you guys using now to make life easier for you? Uh, so I think what works for us is a lot of the native features on Mac products. Uh-huh. So we use MacBooks, we use iPhones, uh-huh. we'll use a lot of text to speech, you know, Siri speech to text. We'll even use, um, uh, we'll use voiceover. 
Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, it, and the triple tap zoom or the, or the zoom in um, mm -hmm. control, uh, two finger zoom on, on the MacBook or on the three finger uh, zoom on the iPhone, mm -hmm. those were revolutionary. I mean, it's so funny when new technology comes out, there's usually this gap in accessibility. So when cell phones first came out and messaging was a big thing, we were kind of like out of the loop because it was on these Nokia phones. <laughs> yeah, I we, remember that. <laughs> yeah. And so and so you you kind of were like, shit. I mean, so we would hold up that glass magnifier to our phone to try to read text, but then, you know, then it, it's all sort of caught up, which is which is great. Right. Brian, uh, same for you. Yeah, same for me, and it's uh, and it's it's really leveled the playing field for for most for most every job that is done, you know, on your computer or through your phone. Okay, uh, have you guys uh, played tricks on each other as blind brothers? <laughs> We've played tricks on each other as brothers. Okay, um, you know, people ask like, what's the hardest thing about running two blind brothers? It's not the word blind. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Brian and I have always been close i i'm five years older so yeah. when i when we were kids uh it was probably a little unfair um because i was a little bit bigger and just a little more intellectually developed as soon as brian kind of caught up um it's it was amazing we all of a sudden became friends as soon as he got bigger than me we became very close friends it was a weird, weird adjustment at like 16. All of a sudden, you know, it didn't all, all we, Brad was being super nice to me again. I, <laughs> I can't quite put my finger on it, but just something happened. I think that happens with all siblings. Uh, I, I really do. I think there's a, there's a, there's a crossing over point. What's been the biggest challenge for you guys personally? Biggest challenge personally, uh, I would say, I would say with, uh, from a visual impairment standpoint, uh, I would say the biggest challenge, actually something you touched on a little earlier, is, you know, kind of is not letting the visual impairment define who you are mm -hmm. and accepting that it's a part of life. It's a challenge within your life and it's something to overcome, not never move past, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And and so and, and coming to that realization and it's hard because as you grow, as you develop, as you put yourself in new situations, new problems occur. You mm -hmm. know, in high school, I knew everybody. And mm -hmm. so all I had to deal with was dealing with the academic thing and the odd, you know, bully or the odd kid making a wisecrack, mm -hmm. you know, which hurt, but it was fine once you dealt with that. When I got to college and it went from, you know, a few hundred people to 10, you know, 15,000 people, right. you know, it, meeting new people and like trying to remember who people were and reintroducing my eyesight to so many new people all of the time mm -hmm. was a brand new challenge. And once you get into the working well it's just there's always evolving things but i think at the core if you accept that you can you've overcome a thousand other problems mm -hmm. and this is just another one and you're going to get through it no matter what mm -hmm. uh that's kind of the biggest hardest lesson but once you get past it it becomes way easier to deal with everything yeah you know i would say one of the i mean our, our lives are so wrapped up in two blind brothers right now but i think one of the things that that we definitely feel is that it sort of hit us in a weird way is that the project, the two blind brothers brand really started from a, a from a place of having fun and, and a passion. And in a way it's sort of, it's, it's morphed into a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, like 
when we were just starting out, we had no customers, we had no, no platform. <laughs> we, we were just saying, well, we'll just make some like comfy shirts and we'll invite our friend, Mike, who's definitely not a model to come be our model for our photo shoot. And, uh, <laughs> and, and but now five years later, um, you know, we've had the chance to reach, I think like 50 million people over social media. We've had very, very fortunate, undeserved press. Mm -hmm. um, from people like Ellen DeGeneres and, and, and uh, NBC Nightly News and AP News that now it's almost like we actually have the opportunity to almost like go back in time and give a message to our former selves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like what, what, what was it like when we were struggling um, maybe in middle school or high school or when we first realized that we were going to lose more vision than we were really comfortable losing and we kind of wrestle with the fact that like we, we have an obligation, we feel, we feel like we have an obligation mm -hmm. to really kind of embrace that and do as well as we can with this. And just trying to navigate all the, the, the challenges that come around with, with, with um, like growing the project, keeping mm -hmm. the momentum, keeping the messaging appropriate, mm -hmm. you know, navigating all the different nuances of the blind and visually impaired community. Those are things that we think about a lot these days. So five years, uh, you say the anniversary of uh, Two Blind Brothers is coming up, which is uh, congratulations to you guys. Uh, it started with shirts. Where are you now? Like, what, what do you have now for those who don't know? Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, at, at its core, anytime you want to look incredible and feel like you're getting hugged by a cloud, two blind <laughs> brothers is there. Uh, we, so we have, you know, men's and women's, you know, Henley's hoodies, polos, uh, shorts, uh, joggers. We have these incredible, incredible sunglasses that we actually partner with industries for the blind who employ 70% visually impaired workers in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to actually, you know, kind of put together and finish. Mm -hmm. And they, we've gone, we went bananas on them just as like, you know, as, as aggressive in eye protection as possible. That's cool. And have a, yeah, and have a super cool warranty on them that if you lose them or break them or throw them in a river or whatever you do with your sunglasses, mm -hmm. uh, we'll send you another pair because eye health is so critically important. That's wild because I'm about to have cataract surgery literally in two days here. Uh, and that was something that uh, we, we were just talking with the doctor about that. He says, make sure you have some good sunglasses. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it is so important. It, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll send you a pair after this. Uh, and then, uh, and we make these, and we make these socks. And I know you're like, oh, socks. Most people don't get so excited. I, uh, every person that I've talked to that knows about two months, I was like, oh my God, I have your socks. They are <laughs> really the everything else. Everything else is a foot prison until you put on a pair of TBB socks. These things are just magic. And, and, and so, and we're evolving, you know, we're evolving every day. We work on new products all the time. And it's mm -hmm. just, so fun because we get to go out into the world, see something that we don't like a ton, and mm -hmm. then go make a better version of it for ourselves and hope other people like it. And that's a lot of the onus is just what would make us really, really happy. Great. Let's make that and hope it hope that happiness pushes on to others. I love your guys' attitude. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> all of the uh, and proceeds from all of your sales. Now tell me a little bit about how that all works. Yeah. So basically when Brian and I set this up, um, 
it's, people, you know, it's funny. People will ask, well, can you explain the business model or, you know, what was the business plan like? I mean, as we mentioned in the beginning, we really kind of dropped the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't put any thought behind the business aspirations of it. We just wanted to create something that we'd have a lot of fun with that would help the foundation fighting blindness. So from day one, um, this entire project is uh, 100% of the profits goes back to preclinical research for eye, eye disease. Essentially, that means that we give all of the money we make to um, Foundation Fighting Blindness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are an organization that's celebrating their 50 year anniversary this September. Um, you know, they started around the same year that the National uh, Eye Institute started. They've been funding all the preclinical research. They've had some recently with anybody who's paying attention to medicine, some of the big medical revolutions that we've been seeing, like mm-hmm. um, like the Luxterna therapy, which is a gene therapy um, cure for the RPE65 gene that causes blindness and and many, many other successes like that. And so you know, that, 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 that's been the partnership. And Brian and I, we, you know, Brian, people are like, well, why, why did you end up choosing research? You know, can you walk us through that? And the, the fact of the matter is we've just always been very close to this organization. We've known it well. I'm actually on the board now. And, and Brian has a significant role too, as a tr- trustee of the organization. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, what, the way we see it is, you know, the profits, we get to give that to research. And then through, our production and supply chain, we get to work with folks like Industries for the Blind when it comes to helping with events or, or other organizations. You know, we help support those events or National Federation for the Blind, for example, we'll, you know, we'll, um, we'll do events with them or sponsor their conferences. So, mm. so that, that's the way we kind of view the, uh, the give back model. That's awesome. Would you guys, uh, if you had a message to pass along to the sighted world, what would that message be? Uh, can I borrow some of your vision? Uh, just real, just for a day. Uh, just no, no big deal. You don't need it as much as I do. Uh, no, I, uh, you know, I think uh, authentic curiosity is always a good thing. I think sometimes there's a little struggle around, you know, how people are like, oh, how should we, how do you interact with a blind person? What's the right approach? What's the right thing? And, and I think just as long as it's just curiosity coming from an authentic place and just actually wanting to know and actually wanting to help is never, it it should never be uh, received poorly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, I think that I think, and to anybody listening out there who, who has perfect eyes right now, you know, a lot of people lose vision later in life. Mm -hmm. And so the best things you can do to protect your vision today, you should be doing because it is a very, very treasured thing. So go see your optometrist, go to the eye doctor, make sure your glasses are right, wear sunglasses, do all of the right things because, mm-hmm. you know, you you it's very, very valuable and you you should take care of it. Where do we find you guys online so people can go check out your products and uh, and help you out? Uh, twoblindbrothers.com. That's just T-W-O-B-L-I-N-D brothers.com. Um, if you Google search Two Blind Brothers or Look us up on TikTok or YouTube. You'll see a lot of people who have um, kind of interacted with the brand or reviewing the products. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, we, 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 we certainly appreciate any, any attention anyone gives us. 
Guys, thank you very much for spending some time with us. Uh, Brian and Brad, this has been amazing. Uh, I wish you guys all the uh, the best and uh, and continued success. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, another 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we'll be hearing about Two Blind Brothers. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Tim. We really appreciate it, too. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.